Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Are you in a crazy-making relationship? Feel anxious, angry, and unsafe? Welcome to Save Your Sanity. Insights, skills, strategies, and inspiration for emerging empowered from toxic relationships and breaking the bonds of emotional abuse. Keep listening. We'll figure a few things out. Hello and welcome to Save Your Sanity. I'm Dr. Roberta Shaler. And in this episode, we're going to be talking about how narcissists are revenge seekers. And you might not think of them that way because sometimes it's very subtle. Sometimes it's small ways, little digs. Sometimes it's really large and overt, maybe even violent. So it's important to think about all the ways that narcissists actually seek revenge. And revenge is that action of inflicting hurt or harm on someone because you think you suffered something at their hands. Now, we can understand that dynamic. That makes sense. But when you're with a hijackal, one of these narcissistic sort of folks, they may make the whole story up in their head and decide on revenge, and you don't even know anything about it. So they may have decided that you're harming them or you're about to harm them or you meant to harm them. They'll have a whole conversation in their head about it. And then they will act on that conversation about which you know nothing. And all of a sudden you are receiving revenge from them for something you're unaware that you did. If you've been with the hijackal for very long, you know what I'm talking about. And another aspect of being revengeful is to desire to do such harm to another person. Well, hijackals are very, very desirous of hurting other people. They don't really care who they hurt. So it's the small, subtle revenge. It's the huge, overt revenge. But we need to be aware that revenge, people who live from a place of the equation of wanting revenge are very difficult to live with and they can be extremely crazy-making. So, thinking about these things, um, we want to dive kind of deeply into this idea because revenge is an ugly idea. And you know, we might want to pass it by. We might want to acknowledge that the hijackal in our life does, in fact, um, want to exert revenge. But let's understand it. You know, nobody likes to say, I am being emotionally abused. One of the big things for my clients to actually arrive at the place where they can say, I am being emotionally abused, is a milestone when we can honestly get in touch with, I am being emotionally abused without the, oh, maybe it's this, maybe it's me, maybe they don't mean it, blah, 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 all of that. To be able to say, I clearly see I'm being emotionally abused. And I want to invite you to equally be able to see, I am living in a relationship 
where revenge is sought, right? And that's difficult because you don't have to do anything to make a hijackal angry. They can be driving down the road. They can start turning over a story in their head. They can decide it means something different than they thought it did. They can have a conversation about, oh, no, you don't. How dare you? And pretty soon they're planning revenge. And you haven't been even privy to the conversation, let alone the conversation in their head. And now you are the recipient of the revenge from the story they made up while they were driving down the road and you weren't even there. You know, hijackals read the look on your face or the tone of your voice or your body language and their read is their read. They make up what it means like all of us do and you didn't even have to do anything. You didn't even have to have any intent at all yet they respond with revenge. It can really come out of left field. It can blindside you. And when you ask, they're already in anger. So they have no ability to articulate what they're up to, even if they were willing to. They're in full flight revenge. And that's scary. There's no conversation about it. There's no um, narrative about it. There's no protests that you can make that they will listen to. There's no logic. You know, I recently did an episode on why hijackers use uh, emotion because they can't use logic. And here's another example of it. There's nothing that changes their decision that they were harmed or that you meant to harm them, that you did it on purpose. Once they've made that up, once they've decided that, they feel justified in pushing down on the revenge pattern. And that can really keep you not only walking on eggshells, but dancing on eggshells. You're afraid to put a foot down. It's like the eggshells are on fire. Because you never know when it's going to come your way. And that may be very... Um, familiar to you, particularly now as you're just listening and thinking about it, not caught up in the relationship, that can be a lot of what your fear is around them, that you have a fear of revenge, and you may not have even realized that it's not revenge for something you did, it's revenge for something they thought of that you might do or could be wanting to do or were thinking of doing and they wanted to preempt it. And therefore they could tuck into their anger and revenge is the key. And so what do they do? They don't look at their own behavior. We're all really aware that hijackals don't look at their own behavior. They project it onto you. So now there's this terrible thing that's happened and instead of being something they made up and something that they perceived, oh, no, it's all you now. They project it onto you. So revenge, you receive it from their perceived harm, right? And so when you don't agree with them, they read it as rejection. Now, what frightens a hijackal? Rejection. And it doesn't have to be real. 
It just has to be something they have decided. They feel the slight. They feel the threat. They make it up even. But they're feeling it and responding from it. And when you don't agree with their anger or their view of something they made up in their head, they feel rejection. And when they feel rejection, they're petrified of um, having a flaw or of having a weakness. So they get angry. And here we go around again. And it's all going on within them. You don't need to have said or done anything for them to decide that they feel rejected. Have you had that experience where you're sure you didn't even look sideways? And yet they're all over it as though you did everything on purpose. You were intending to do it for forever. It's the worst thing that ever happened to them. How could you? There is no love here. You're a terrible human. I don't know why I bother with you. All of it comes out. And then it sticks for a while. It sticks for way too long. And then you live with this constant blame and shame and guilt to manipulate you into believing that you did something to them. And if you're a healthier human, you're going to look to see what did I do? Did I do something? Did I have a strange tone of voice? Did I look at them sideways? Did I infer that they had a fault? But once you're clear that you did or didn't do something, then you have to look at this person is making stories up in their head and reacting to them. And then they're believing they're real and they're seeking revenge. So you have to be punished. Um, You have to be taken down a notch. You have to be dismissed or degraded or discounted. And because it's hijackal land, it's going to be extreme. You know, hijackals engage in all or nothing black or white thinking. They don't have any gray areas. They either think you're the best thing since sliced bread or you're the scum of the earth. There isn't any between. Have you noticed? It's not like sometimes you're okay. When I want you to be not okay, you are never okay. And when I want to butter you up, you are always okay. But there is nowhere in the middle. Not at all. And they don't want to talk about the middle ground. Because to them, you don't trespass in the middle ground. That is not okay. So them, they have this idea that they have been slighted, that they have been harmed or wounded or injured. And they're not having any of it. So they project it onto you. So projection is when a hijack call thinks that they may have a problem that they don't want, so they decide to project it onto you and say it's your problem. So if you say to a hijackal, um, <clears throat> I think you, you may have narcissistic tendencies, which I hope you'll never do, they are immediately going to say, no, you're the narcissist. You may have had that experience because you didn't hear me say before, don't say that to them. But they cannot tolerate anything that they believe is negative. So within themselves, they cannot even 
allow that thought to settle in. They have to immediate project it outwards on you. And projection is a defense mechanism. And they use it because they don't know what to do with their difficult feelings. And feeling that they have a flaw or they're less than perfect or they didn't measure up is very difficult for a person with narcissistic tendencies. Very difficult. And so they project those undesirable feelings and emotions that they can't handle onto someone else because admitting that they own them is too much. Now, you're not responsible for the psychological makeup of another human, so therefore you're not responsible for the psychological makeup of a hijacker. And you can't do anything about their reality. You didn't break them. You can't fix them. It's that simple. And that's a really big thing to get right down to your toes. You didn't break them. You can't fix them. But this projection business, this projection business is classic gaslighting. What's going on within me is unacceptable for me to think of. So I'm going to project it on you and tell you it's your reality. And gaslighting, of course, is when someone decides to tell you what your reality is. They're going to impose their view of reality onto you and insist that that's the way it really is. So with revenge, inflicting a hurt or harm on someone, you think, they hurt me. Whether you hurt them or not, whether you intended to hurt them or not, it's all happening within their head. And so revenge has to be the peace. That's the only thing that you can do. If somebody harmed you, or you think somebody harmed you, or you think someone intended to harm you, that's what hijackers think is the only thing to do. But you'll never know what they believed or chose to think. And then they will still act from it as though you do know and you did do it. And particularly, they'd like to accuse you of doing it on purpose. That's always a thing, isn't it? I recently did an episode on narcissists purposefully misunderstand you. That's a truly important thing to to know, right? If you're looking for podcast episodes, you can go to saveyoursanitypodcast.com. They're all in order there. Or get them from wherever you like to get your podcasts. But if you ever want one that I'm just talking about, it's easiest to get it at saveyoursanitypodcast.com. So you don't know what they're thinking. And then all of a sudden, out of the blue, you get anger and revenge, and I'm going to blow you into the middle of next week with my emotional outburst, or worse. And you're wondering, why? What? So them projecting it back on you so that they can reject you for the weaknesses they have that they projected on you is a part of the cycle. And that's complicated, you know? And it's all happening within their kind of twisted perception of how the world needs to work emotionally in order to be safe. So let me say that again. 
they they are upset and they are not willing to own their troublesome or difficult feelings. So they project them onto you. And when they project them onto you and say, you have these feelings, they gaslight you in that way. Then they look at you and they can say, oh, you're weak. You are weak because you are like that. And I just told you you're like that. And then they can reject you. (laughs) It's nasty, but it's ugly and deep and complicated. And it is above all, Crazy making, super crazy making. So you really want to understand these things because their rejection of you is projection from their self-rejection. Now, I know that's complicated, but I'm sure you get it. And it's a hijackle's response to rejection by talking themselves up and talking about how wonderful they are and how um, not wonderful you are. They'll respond to rejection by dismissing other people, particularly you, if you're close to them. I don't care what you think. You've never had a good thought. Your opinions don't matter. You can't think your way out of a paper bag. Your emotions don't matter. So they'll just totally dismiss you and your concerns or your protestations of love. They're just going to dismiss you. And if they're feeling rejected, they're also going to be devaluing you because they see you as the source of the threat. And this comes from some research by Weiss and Hooper in 2021, that these are the three main ways that narcissistic people respond to rejection, by talking themselves up, making themselves much more important, much bigger than anybody else in the room, or by dismissing other people's ideas or their feelings or their needs or their wants, and by devaluing who they see as the source of the threat. So I'm just going to cut the legs from under you because I've decided that you were plotting and planning to hurt me. And I'm not going to even ask you if you were plotting and planning. No, no, they're not going to do that. They're going to assume you were and act as if you were. Now, those are more overt narcissistic characteristics, but the covert narcissistic people, They respond by self-deprecation. Oh, I know I shouldn't have. Oh, I'm terrible. I'm, I'm never good in those situations. Oh, I shouldn't have said anything. And then they'll play the victim. And they'll play the poor me card. And that's another kind of hijackle. Nobody ever cares what I think. Nobody ever wonders about how I'm feeling. And they'll try to suck all of the air out of the room that way. And they increase the amount of bandwidth they take up. So to diminish the amount of bandwidth available to you. That's how they operate. So the revenge then comes, as I said earlier, small or huge, subtle or obvious. Narcissistic people, which includes all hijackals are vindictive. They seek revenge. They have no problem seeking revenge. 
it gives them something to get up for in the morning because, you know, my personal opinion is narcissistic people get up in the morning saying, what am I going to win today? Who am I going to have power over? So here we have another way to have that power over. So this is not a long topic tonight, but it's an important one. Because to really understand that they are revenge-seeking, whether you did anything or not, is not the point. The point is that they are revenge-seekers. They're looking to be hurt. They're looking for this light. They're looking for this threat. And when you look for those things, you can see something that you can make into one of those things. And they do it. And they do it frequently. You know, if you have questions about whether that's happening to you and you want to speak to me, go to BeAClient.com. BeAClient.com. And you may have a new client one hour, one time appointment for only $97. So if this is something you're wondering about, let's talk about that. You know, there are lots of things for you at my website at emergingempower.com. Lots of webinars, lots of books, lots of courses. So whatever part of the journey you're in, you might want to wander over to emergingempower.com and have a look. But let's end this with three big things that will sum it up. Narcissists are revenge seekers. And the three things are... They feel threatened by everyone, no matter how they behave. Just really let that sink in. They feel threatened by everyone. So they're always looking for how are people hurting them so they can hurt them first. Right? That's important to see. You may never have hurt them, but they're looking for it and they'll find it and they'll make it up if they don't find it. So that's the first one. The second one is they are highly sensitive to slights or threats, whether or not they exist. They are highly sensitive to them. If it just seems remotely that you were blaming them for something or that they didn't do something they ought to have done, even if you had no intention of ever suggesting they should have, they will already be mounting revenge because they already feel a perceived threat. You can't stop that. There's nothing you can say that will put a hijackle to rest. That's the hijackle's work. You could make yourself as small as possible so you're barely breathing and taking up space, and they will still be on it. They will. So don't diminish yourself for them. Don't make yourself smaller. Don't take up less space. Don't believe what they say to you. Examine it. Be self-reflective. Ask yourself, is there truth in this? Is there some truth that I did something? Let me take ownership for my, my behavior. But in many, many cases, you'll find there isn't any. There simply isn't any. It all happened in the mind of the hijacker. And it has nothing to do with your input. And the third big takeaway 
is that they have a deep need to control and manipulate everyone in order to win. As I say, I believe that's what gets them up in the morning, looking for the wins. Sure, when they open the curtains and look out, they say, this is going to be a winning day, and I am going to walk all over everybody. So we have this cycle, rejection, projection, revenge, rejection. And it's a cycle. And for them, it can happen many, many times a day or relatively infrequently if they're mostly feeling okay about themselves. But know it. See it. Because hijackals are emotionally volatile. And they're always on guard for perceived signs of threats, perceived possible hurts and harms. You're not probably doing anything, but they are hypersensitive to it. And they'll find them even when they don't exist. So it's super important to recognize that narcissists are revenge seekers by nature because they are always going to demand to come out on top of the pile, either by being strong and noisy and brassy and demanding, or by being a passive victim, poor me person. But they will come out on top so that they have all of your attention and you are trying to make them feel better and you're giving away your space, your time, your power, your uh, life to them. And you may even have stepped over into enabling just to get some peace. I hope you haven't. But if you have, let's talk. It's so important. You can come over and be part of my Emerging Empowered community if you like that kind of thing rather than one-on-one. Go to joinintoday.com. Joinintoday.com. As part of your membership, you get three group calls a month with me to ask you questions. So there's good things for you at every level. I hope that you will engage with them. And until we speak again, take very good care of yourself because you're precious and you matter. Talk soon. Thank you for joining me on the Save Your Sanity podcast today. I hope you've had some insights, ideas, and strategies to help you gain clarity and confidence for moving forward toward greater emotional health and safety. You deserve that, and so do your children. If you found value here and would like to support this podcast with one or five dollars each month, please do so at patreon.com slash save your sanity. Also, learn more about how to work with me via video conference, join my Emerging Empowered community, subscribe to this podcast, find my books, all by visiting EmergingEmpowered.com. Talk soon.